This is The Guardian. A warning before we start, this episode contains references to mental illness and suicide. Please take care while listening. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. One in seven Australian adults, just over three million people, take antidepressant medication. And for many of them, coming off this medication is a simple process with little to no side effects. But for some, stopping antidepressants is extremely difficult. Probably about a month after I'd stopped taking the medication, um, then I started feeling more and more anxious. I was worrying about things I'd never worried about before. And it all came to a head I just broke down and just couldn't handle it anymore. I was exhausted. A growing cohort of patients, doctors and researchers say we need more information about antidepressant withdrawal. Today, is it time to rethink antidepressant withdrawal? It's Monday, the 29th of May. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Beth, you first learned about antidepressant withdrawal through your own personal experience. Can you tell me what happened to you when you tried to come off antidepressants? So I was on the antidepressant desvenlafaxine, uh, which is also known by the brand name Pristique, since my early 20s. So I'm 31 now. Beth Gibson is a freelance journalist and audio producer. And I went on it because I was going through a bit of a difficult time. Um, I was struggling a lot, particularly with anxiety uh, and panic attacks. And I found it really, really helpful. It just gave me a little bit of extra space to kind of see things a little bit more clearly and make some good decisions for myself. But after a few years, I felt that I was doing a lot better and I thought that I maybe I could come off. And some of the sort of key reasons why people might want to come off the medication is around some of the common side effects that you get um, while you're on them. So things like feeling a bit emotionally numb, experiences of sexual dysfunction or low libido, and also weight gain. Right. What were you expecting coming off antidepressants, Beth? Yeah, so I thought it would be simple because, you know, as we know, lots and lots of Australians are on antidepressants and um, the, the sort of key guidelines from the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists say that patients should kind of think about coming off the medicine after they've been in remission for about nine months to one year. And it's important to note here that not everyone decides to come off antidepressants and many people can be on them for many years happily. But for those that do decide to come off them, historically, the kind of key psychiatric bodies have believed that the withdrawal um, was mild and short. And so that's what my GP told me, that, that I might struggle for a few weeks, but then I should be fine. But that's not what happened. So the next six weeks were a really, really difficult time. One of the most sort of marked 
withdrawal symptoms I struggled with was massive mood swings. So I would go from feeling so sort of hyperactive and jittery that I felt like I'd, I could almost jump out of my skin with sort of excess energy to the next minute feeling really low, crying uncontrollably, thinking that everything was hopeless and that and that nothing, nothing was ever going to be okay again. And the thing that really struck me about those mood swings is they felt like they were unrelated to my day-to-day life. So I could be having a perfectly normal day that was going well and then suddenly, out of nowhere, I would feel incredibly depressed and upset. That was sort of the the psychological symptoms that I had. But I also had a whole bunch of physical symptoms as well. So one of the main ones was something called brain zaps, which um, is something that it's a common side effect for antidepressant withdrawal. And it literally feels like your brain is being electrocuted. I almost felt like I could hear sort of a throng of electricity going through my head. It's an extremely unpleasant feeling. And that would happen sort of multiple times a day, every day. And along with that, I also experienced just real fogginess uh, and slow cognition. I really struggled with memory. And I also had a whole bunch of gastrointestinal kind of issues. Those symptoms sound kind of scary and and fairly severe, I suppose. How how would you rate them in terms of what you've experienced before, Beth? Yeah, I would say that it was one of the hardest things I've ever experienced. The symptoms were much, much worse than what I had experienced before I'd gone on the drug. So I went back to the same GP and she told me that it was unlikely that the drug withdrawal was causing all the symptoms I was having because the drug was out of my system by that time. And she basically had no answers for me, really. She said I could either grit it out or I could go back on an antidepressant. And that's what I ended up doing. I went back on a slightly different antidepressant. So Beth, what kind of questions were you left with after you had this experience? So the first thing to say is, you know, antidepressants for me were so helpful. They played a really big role in helping me sort of balance myself out and and start to feel a bit more in control of of my experience of anxiety for many years. Um, and, And more broadly, they're, you know, clearly a critical intervention for millions of people who experience depression and anxiety, and they can be life saving. But after I left my GP, I was left sort of wondering how much do we actually know about antidepressant withdrawal? And is there enough information and support for people like me who decide to stop taking them? And that led me on a bit of a journey of research. So I started speaking to a bunch of different experts from within Australia and internationally. So psychiatrists, general practitioners. Um, I also spoke to a bunch of people who'd experienced withdrawal. So I'd say about a dozen people all up So someone I spoke to was Professor Ian Hickey. He's a co-director of health and policy at the University of Sydney's Brain and Mind Centre. And he explained a little bit about what antidepressants actually do to the brain. Antidepressants are thought to work largely by the way they cause the connections between nerve cells, synaptic connections, to change over time. Mm. The drugs cause changes in the receptors on the ends of the synapses. One of the things that seems that drugs do is encourage these neurogenerative or synaptic connections to actually occur. Mm-hmm. It's a positive effect, brain growth, if you like, effect. Mm. The drugs cause changes in the receptors on the ends of the synapses. Once you take it away, they adapt. So th- these things are constantly adaptive to the environment, right? 
So he told me that the advice that I'd gotten from my GP, that it was unlikely I was experiencing antidepressant withdrawal six weeks after stopping the drug, and he said that just wasn't necessarily true. So, yes, the drug has gone from your blood, but the brain effects of that have not necessarily gone six weeks later. So, Beth, what does the scientific literature tell us about antidepressant withdrawal? What do we know about this? The first thing to say here is that there is very little research about antidepressant withdrawal in general. So a 2021 Cochrane review found that while there were over 1,000 studies that looked at starting antidepressants, there were just 33 randomised controlled trials on stopping them. And as I said earlier, people have sort of thought for a while that antidepressant withdrawal was pretty mild and that most people could come off them relatively easily. And it's perhaps partly because of this lack of research that that's been the thinking around antidepressants. But there is a growing body of research that's come out in the last five years and a growing kind of chorus of first-hand experiences from people experiencing difficult withdrawal that's really challenging this idea that it's easy to come off antidepressant drugs. And I learned about a lot of this newer research from Dr. Mark Horowitz. Okay, I'll get you to start with what's like your best job title? Uh, I'll give you a few options and you can choose. He's an Australian who now lives in England. Um, He's got a whole bunch of roles, but in particular, he's a clinical research fellow at the National Health Service in England. And he also has a PhD in the neurobiology of depression and the pharmacology of antidepressants. Mark actually became interested in antidepressant withdrawal because he had his own experience of trying to come off antidepressants back in 2015. Uh, And I came off that drug over about four months and I had an awful uh, experience. I had uh, trouble sleeping. I had panic attacks that lasted most of the day. I felt dizzy and like things were not real around me. I took up running about 10 kilometres a day just to get a bit of relief from the panic and I ran until my feet bled in that period and for the first time in my life I considered killing myself. So it was it was definitely the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So because of this experience that he had, he's become a bit of an advocate. So we, we've learned in the last few years that it is much more common more severe and longer lasting than it has been presented as in guidelines for many years. So there was a large systematic review that found that about half of patients experience withdrawal effects when uh, they stop antidepressants and about a quarter will have severe withdrawal effects based on surveys. There are case series that find that people can have withdrawal effects that last for months and sometimes years. Right. So half of all patients might experience withdrawal effects and a quarter really serious withdrawal effects, according to, to this review. That's quite common, Beth. That's right. And and we know that there are millions of people in Australia uh, alone that are on these drugs. So it, that made me really want to kind of speak to more people who'd experience it to hear those firsthand experiences. So some people I spoke to had no problems coming off antidepressants at all. They came off them pretty quickly and they basically had no side effects. Then there are people like Tim, who's one person I spoke to, And he's been trying to get off the antidepressant Lexapro for about 12 years. Wow. It's a long time. 
Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Tim, 39 years old. I first started Lexapro in March 2009. Tim is a 39-year-old accountant. He lives in Melbourne and he first went on Lexapro in his early 20s when he was experiencing sort of some low moods, a lack of motivation, a lot of uncertainty about what he wanted to do with his life. He was never diagnosed with depression, but it was those sorts of symptoms that he was struggling with. And he found it really helpful. It really helped to kind of lift his mood um, and help him make some, some good decisions for himself. But then, you know, after a few years, he felt that he probably didn't need the drug anymore. Um, he'd like to come off it. And since about 2011, Tim has tried to come off the drug three different times, all under the supervision of different GPs in both Australia and England. Um, and every time has kind of been the same experience that's ultimately been unsuccessful and he's gone back on the drug. So Beth, what happened when Tim tried to get off Lexapro? So each time his doctors told him to sort of halve and then quarter the drug over about two to six weeks. And each time he experienced acid reflux for a few weeks, followed by a really intense experience of anxiety and insomnia that lasted for, for months. The anxiety was getting worse and it all came to a head probably by, I remember it was Australia Day 2012 actually, and I just broke down and just started crying and couldn't handle it anymore. I was exhausted. And so when Tim reported these symptoms back to his doctors, they advised him to go back on the medication, saying that he was experiencing a relapse of his initial mental health issues rather than the effects of withdrawal. And for a long time, that's what Tim thought too. But his symptoms were very different this time around. Before I'd ever started taking this medication, I'd never had... Uh, anxiety before. Never had panic attacks before. And after Tim started reading a bit more about the research of withdrawal and reading about other people's experiences, Tim started to believe that what he was experiencing was withdrawal and not relapse. Next, can Australia change its approach to antidepressant withdrawal? Hey, Laura Mefiotes here, one of the hosts of Full Story. It's Guardian Australia's 10th birthday, and to celebrate, we're hosting a special live recording of Full Story at Vivid Sydney in June. We'll be talking about Australia's natural environment and how to save it. I'll be joined by a panel of special guests, including Independent Senator for the ACT, David Pocock, Dr. Dennis Rose, a Gunachamara traditional owner and conservation expert, national co-convener of the Labor Environment Action Network, Felicity Wade, and Guardian Australia's own environment editor, Adam Morton. The event is in Sydney, and you can buy tickets on the Vivid Sydney website right now. Just search for Full Story. Okay, we really hope to see you there. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, Beth, for those who do experience withdrawal symptoms, especially severe ones, how can they come off antidepressants safely? 
one of the issues Dr Horowitz thinks is happening in Australia and elsewhere is that people are coming off these drugs too quickly. So in Australia, the standard advice is to come off antidepressants over two to six weeks by halving or quartering the doses. And Dr Horowitz believes that this, for many people, is too quickly and it is exacerbating people's experiences of of withdrawal symptoms. And he's a particular advocate for a type of slow tapering called hyperbolic tapering. And so hyperbolic tapering involves going down by smaller and smaller amounts. And know that from a couple of studies now that people who couldn't get off their antidepressants using the old-fashioned what are called linear tapers, going down by even amounts of dose, can come off their medication if they come down in this gradual hyperbolic way. So this kind of tapering is difficult to do in Australia, and that's simply because of the kinds of pills that are sold here. So the majority of antidepressants in Australia are sold as pills that can only be halved or quartered, and a few can't be divided up at all. The one exception to this is Lexapro, which is available in a liquid form, uh, and that makes slower tapering possible. But many people aren't on Lexapro, and so for them, the only way to really achieve a very slow taper or a hyperbolic style of taper in Australia is to go to a compounding chemist, which can cost hundreds of dollars per visit. And so a story that I've heard many times from people in Australia um, is that They have tried the sort of standard GP advice. It hasn't worked. And then they've kind of gotten so desperate to try and figure out a way to get off this drug that they've actually crushed up the medication themselves and sort of measured it out. And that's obviously not an ideal scenario. It's not something that I'm recommending. But it does really illustrate um, how desperate some people are getting and the links that they're going to to try and get off these drugs. So, Beth, is hyperbolic tapering, something that experts and health bodies actually recommend in Australia? So in Australia, the guidelines from the peak body of psychiatrists continue to recommend tapering by halving and quartering the lowest dose over about two to six weeks. These guidelines do acknowledge that slower tapering and even hyperbolic tapering might sometimes be needed, but they say that this mostly isn't possible in Australia because of the availability of of the drugs, as I've mentioned earlier. It's currently reviewing its clinical guidelines and it hopes to provide a recommendation to the board later this year. There's also a new trial into hyperbolic tapering uh, and it will compare a hyperbolic tapering regime with current deprescribing practices at 24 GP clinics in southeast Queensland. It'll take a few years before we get some evidence out of that trial. So, Beth, if research about the severity and, and length of antidepressant withdrawal in some patients is growing, why aren't GPs like Beth and Tim's warning their patients about it? Yeah, so one of the big issues is around the advice that patients are given when they decide to come off antidepressants. And in Australia, this advice is mostly given by GPs who prescribe around 85% of all antidepressants. And many experts that I spoke to, including from the Royal Australian College of GPs, say that GPs are just grossly underfunded to do this type of work. So giving advice and counselling around withdrawal takes time and our medical system isn't set up for that. You know, it's hard enough to get a GP appointment at all right now, let alone carving out that extra time with your GP to really work through a complicated issue like coming off an antidepressant. Professor Catherine Wallace of the University of Queensland, who's also a general practitioner, also told me that amongst GPs, there's generally been a low awareness of how common and severe withdrawal symptoms can be. 
and the difficulties that people have stopping antidepressants. But Ian Hickey told me that he'd like to see some more interdisciplinary teams like psychiatrists, mental health nurses working with GPs to to help guide patients through antidepressant withdrawal. GP working with a psychologist, who probably knew more about it, working with a pharmacist, with a mental health nurse. Mental health nurses know a lot about this stuff. Quality mental health care is not GPs working on their own with complex problems. We should stop saying that a GP acting on their own is the central organising principle. So it sounds like there's a few changes needed on a few different fronts. Is there any appetite for that reform amongst medical professionals? Well, according to Dr Horowitz, there should be. He says Australia is really out of step with other countries like the UK in particular on this issue. So I think Australia is very behind on this issue. I get countless emails now from people in Australia who want help coming off of antidepressants. The fact that they're talking to some random research fellow in London for help and not their doctors, I think speaks volumes. But Australian experts like Ian Hickey take a bit more of a measured approach. It points towards the fact that, you know, depression and anxiety are huge issues in Australia and that these drugs do really help a lot of people. And he worries that um, if we overstate this issue, it might dissuade people from going on medication that could actually be really helpful. It is a significant problem, but I think it's a significant problem because it's poorly managed. And the other thing that he says is that, that he thinks that particularly in the mental health area, the drug is often unfairly blamed when the issue is the system. So the issue is the the systems in place to help people come off antidepressants if they choose to do so. So what happens is when something's poorly managed, the tendency is to blame the drug. And this area, I think unfairly, the mental health area, because of a notion that the drugs are bad and psychology is good and you're not really well unless you're off the drugs. So Beth, after everything that you've learned, are you going to try coming off antidepressants again? So a few months ago, I went to a different GP this time and I explained, you know, what had happened last time I tried to come off the antidepressants. And I said that, um, you know, I'd been doing a bit of research and that I wanted to try hyperbolic tapering with a liquid version of the antidepressant that I was on. And the GP had never heard of hyperbolic tapering. They'd never prescribed a liquid version of an antidepressant, but to her credit, she did some research in the session and said, okay, I'm happy. I'm happy to sort of support you. Let's give this a go together. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm planning to do it over many years. That was freelance reporter Beth Gibson. You can read her article titled, I Stopped Sleeping, The Sometimes Difficult Path of Antidepressants at theguardian.com. And we'll post a link on the full story page as well. If this episode was a difficult listen for you, in Australia, support is available at Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also Lifeline on 131114 and at Men's Line on 1300 789 978. This episode was produced by Laura Briley Newton, Camilla Hannon and Daniel Simo. Sound design and mixing by Camilla Hannon. Our theme music was by Joe Koning. The executive producer of this episode is Miles Martignoni. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Catch you tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.